You don't need to raise your hand. Who has a thought about that? Grace? I would say he says that because a lot of times people will do things and, like, do good things, but they're not doing it for, like, the glory of God. A lot of times they're doing it for their own praise, and then later they'll boast about it. So I think he wants people to do it in secret. So they're really doing it for him and not for themselves and their own benefit. Like integrity? Yeah. Well, yeah. what, what baffles me is that it says your father who is in secret, referring to God as being in secret, mm. as well as, you know, you should do this in secret. Do you think, Luther, that knowing what that phrase means may really change our understanding of what grace has offered as a possible answer? You think so? Okay. Well, let's tackle that as we kind of make our way through. The... Uh, Parker, you, you mentioned specifically integrity. Yeah. Great work. Do we have any evidence, this is out to everyone, do we have any evidence any evidence from here that Grace, her assertion is, um, is on track? In other words, Grace, I'm going to paraphrase and correct me if I'm wrong. You said you think Jesus is saying his followers, his people, that follow his ways, need to be people that do good things not to be seen but do good things so that their thought that the Father, God, will see. Is that basically what you're saying? Okay. Do we have any evidence from this? Yeah, Gabby? So, um, it like evidence that people would do it yes. for others? So it says on 15 about the um, hypocrites. So it says... For they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Okay, and that's actually perfect. That's one of the immediate contexts of Jesus saying, do this uh, for your father who's in secret, uh, and your father who is who sees in secret will reward you. All right? I have a point to put to Luther's um, question. So maybe they say that God is in secret because he's um, he's like, what's it called? He's setting an example. So like God doesn't doesn't portray his what he does. He does it in secret. So maybe secret isn't like what we think it is. It's like just, uh, Yeah, it's not like okay. that, but like he does good just to be good, not to proclaim it. Out of the view of the public. Hmm? Like that kind of secret? Yeah. So like what he's telling us to do, he's also secretive in that way. I, that sounds cool. Yes. I think he's also saying do it with humility. Like, um, don't boast like with the, uh, the Pharisees and they would give offerings they would like claim the coins down so maybe he's saying like, um, do it with humility and like don't boast about how much you give or how much you do for God Welcome to another episode of the Voices of Veritas podcast I'm Candace Pritz, Community Relations with Veritas Christian Academy, and I'm here with Dr. Woods, Headmaster for Veritas, and Mr. Zach Pritz, Logic and Rhetoric School Bible Teacher. The careful study of God's Word is central to classical Christian education. Different schools place God's Word in the curriculum in different ways. At Veritas, in addition to having set Bible classes and regular chapel, biblical truths are woven into classes often. There's also something new with biblical studies at Veritas. Let's discover what that is. 
Well, discover is actually a great word to discuss what we are doing with the Logic and Rhetoric School Biblical Studies. There's a lot of new and exciting things going on, but the discovery of God's Word in the Biblical Studies department is one of the most exciting things to me. Could you both give an example of what that specifically looks like in your Bible class? Yes, the students now have access to many lectures where in in many Bible classes at classical Christian schools, the teacher will lecture X amount of hours in the class. What we've decided to do is to put into place a kind of flipped class where the students have access to these lectures that they can listen to at their leisure uh, on a number of devices, and then they can take notes from there. And these mini lectures provide the factual background information that would usually be covered in a class. The reason we do that is so that we now have class time to actually spend specifically on the Word of God, where we discuss a small portion or a larger portion of Scripture. And I think that's very exciting. Another thing we've done that's unique to our approach to biblical studies at Veritas is we're teaching our students how to ask interpretive questions. Because ultimately, it it is about understanding and interpreting scriptures correctly so that we live accordingly. The whole class submits interpretive questions during discussion days, and we, we discuss all these questions. And it's very dynamic. It's very exciting to hear these students ask genuine questions that they're they're curious about, they're interested in learning about. And so, again, instead of just hearing lectures that may or may not cover material that they are interested in hearing or are curious about or having questions answered that are not answered, this way we guarantee that the students have an opportunity to ask questions and to have those questions discussed by the entire group. Yeah, the same is is going on in my class as well. I would uh, also add that this approach allows the students the opportunity to face Scripture as it is. Um, Many of these students have not read or heard uh, an entire book of the Bible in one sitting. And so one thing that we just did in 11th grade was listen to the entire book of James. And it was an amazing experience for the students to allow Scripture to kind of wash over them and wash over their minds before we start the discussion. Another thing that they do while they're listening to Scripture is they're learning to annotate. They're learning to write as they read and as they listen. They're making notes of what's important, what seems significant, questions they might have, and they bring all of those things together into deciding what their interpretive question will be for that passage. So as a teacher, I'm not feeding them these questions. They're coming up with the questions on their own as they engage with the text firsthand. And I would say along with engaging with the text and asking interpretive questions, we're equipping the students with tools for explicating the passages. So they're learning what to look for, what the figures of speech, what the culture was like, what the history behind the author was, and then they're learning key theological ideas and terms that are going to help them explicate these passages. Zach, when we were talking a moment ago about discovery, 
did you, how long did it take to go through the whole book of James? How long did you all listen in class? In 13 minutes. 13 minutes. And the, did anybody, was anybody surprised by that? That Did they imagine it would take considerably longer? Yeah, or Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We did I, actually, we got done and I said, congratulations, you just finished the whole book of James. <laughs> there you go. We, we did something similar to Jesus, what's called the Sermon on the Mount. And so we listened to all of those chapters in one setting and students, as soon as we were done, said they had heard portions of that scripture before, maybe in a Bible lesson or a sermon, but they had never heard it all together. And by listening to it all together, they noticed that Jesus used certain phrases over and over, and he used certain images, the way in which he was speaking and teaching the people. And so that was a discovery. And and we spent about 10 minutes on a portion of scripture, a number of chapters, and that itself was, I think, a treat for a lot of them. So what would you say is the end goal of your time with students and their study of God's Word? As we continue here at Veritas to take a good look at our logic and rhetoric school and to make a good school better, we want to help our students. We want to equip our students to become the kinds of readers and listeners and thinkers that engage God's Word in the most beneficial, in the most profitable way. I think Zach and I are in complete agreement. We want our students to love God's Word and joyously enter in to Scripture. Ecclesiastes 12, 9, and 10, and some people are surprised to hear it's in Ecclesiastes. Uh, sometimes Ecclesiastes gets a bad rap as being so negative. It's, it is beautiful, and it is true, and it is God's Word. Ecclesiastes 12, 9 and 10 says this, Besides being wise, the preacher also taught the people knowledge, weighing and studying and arranging many proverbs with great care. And here's the part of the verse that we sometimes miss. The preacher sought to find words of delight, and uprightly he wrote words of truth. I think one of our top priorities, if not the top priority, is we seek to encourage and enable every single student to delight in the Word of God and to discover God's truth. I agree with that. And along with what Dr. Woods said, I believe our goal is to foster a spirit of curiosity and wonder. Many of these students come from different backgrounds, especially within the Christian tradition. And so the fact that they're able to come into Bible class and spend time with Scripture as a firsthand experience, I think is is cultivating uh, curiosity in their lives. And we hope that curiosity never ends. We hope that's something that they take with them the rest of their life, really. And along with that, we are equipping them with the tools to rightly study God's Word. And I think that's important as well. As they leave Veritas they're, they're so young still, and there's so many more years to continue to engage with God's Word. And I believe that's our one of our main goals as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So what if parents would like more information about this wonderful way we're teaching Scripture at Veritas? So the parents and the students actually have access to a biblical studies website. Um, that website can be found on Veritas's website. And it's linked there. And on the website, we have syllabi, outlines, mini lectures, and other resources that we're using in class 
to allow the Veritas students to engage with Scripture in an engaging and winsome manner. Yeah, I think it's great, too, because students can revisit this site, and parents can go to this site anytime they're curious about what their students are studying in our Bible classes. It's extremely transparent and out there for anyone and everyone to see and hopefully benefit from and enjoy. Thank you for sharing with us today, Dr. Woods and Mr. Pritz. Veritas, be listening for future podcasts. If you have some suggestions of something you'd like to hear discussed, feel free to send it to cpritz at veritasnc.org. That's C-P-R-I-T-Z at veritasnc.org. Thanks for tuning in to another Voices of Veritas podcast. Hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you.